Wow, that skipped the intro. Hi, everyone. And now it did the intro. I love this. I love OBS. It's like Elgato announced Jeez. a new stream deck, and they just decided that, hey, this is how things happen now. Anyway, happy Friday. Welcome to today's News Tonight, episode 110. This isn't going at all how I planned it, but I'm your host, Steve Bowling. I'm joined, <laughs> as always, by my good friends at GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson in the upper left, Derek Bittner in the upper right, me here on the bottom. You just know it's going to be a weird day when the intro just decides to you know, go do its own thing. It's Friday. We're all ready for the weekend, apparently. So is OBS and so is our introduction. But whether you're here, <laughs> I just got a message on Steam that definitely played the alert on on our show from, no joke, I'm, I'm just going to share this with y'all, from my estranged That's... father, <laughs> which oh is, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird day, I guess. Yeah, I just That's got a message odd. from my I own mean... biological father that said, are you Steve Bowling? I'm just going to answer no. What? In the world? <laughs> I have... For for those of you that don't know, uh, I was adopted when I was nine by my dad. Uh, my mom remarried. I had a horrible experience with my with my biological father. Heavy stuff. Happy Friday. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, before we get too far into just utter depression, I guess... Uh, <laughs> We do have a sponsor for this episode, and I'm I'm stalling here because I'm pulling up the copy, but this episode is brought to you by The Soul Device, uh, by our good friend and, and ardent supporter Straight Lace. The Soul Device is a puzzle platformer where the player can create temporary platforms by shooting projectiles onto walls at the cost of HP to navigate the environment. In celebration of the game's third anniversary, a new challenge pack has been added to the game, with new puzzles to complete that unlock abilities for the player to use in the main game. Eight puzzles have been added so far, and Straight Lace is currently working on more, with other rewards such as controlled jumping. Straight Lace is also in the early planning stages of a new soulless mode, where the game's map will be altered... Uh, and the difficulty raised, and the player won't have access to the Soul Device, but will unlock new abilities in exchange. The Soul Device is available now for free on Steam. Thank you so much, uh, Straight Lace. We appreciate yeah, you uh, with as much as you've uh, supported us. We're going to have a lot to say about Steam on this episode, I have a feeling. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, that is... Uh, that is that is definitely wow. I'm sorry. I'm thrown off. Like this sh this whole episode started funny. Yeah, you might want to close Steam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah, Steam, I probably can't. Hurt. I just I just need you to go away for a minute. That's what I get for uh, trying to pre-order a Steam link today. I guess. <laughs> and speaking Val, of it being Val, a weird Friday, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what this means. It might this might be more post show material. But BJ Bovia in our YouTube chat says Steve is on the bottom as he deserves. <laughs> Not sure what he means by that. I, but I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought we were buddies. Unless he's saying like I'm a <laughs> I'm a bottom, which yeah, which, that's yeah. what I'm wondering. That's, is, that's is what he's that saying. The Steve. context, okay. I don't know. Never <laughs> found says, out. I will not elaborate. Yeah, Here, my question, question, Steve. Do you enjoy Peggle? <laughs> oh wow! I've I've played a game or two wow. of Peggle in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy a game or two of Peggle? Yeah, exactly. Peggle. Leave that it, is a, yeah. it is a Friday for sure. <laughs> wow. This is uh this is one hell of a start. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. uh, you know, we're gonna do something new. So I know y'all uh have 
feelings about potpourri segments. Uh, we don't have one of those today. I actually put something together, which is a little bit different. Uh, so today, I'm going to go ahead and get our first story up on well, before screen. that, we do have some two... Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Super, super Chats. chats. Man, I'm all that. over the place. Uh, Derek, would you mind reading those out while I catch up to the world? Sure thing. First up is Radberry, who actually d- uh, did this before we even started with a $9.99 donation saying, I'm so glad to finally catch you all live. I'm a uh, GM at my current job, so I listen to GVG every morning to get through it, and I can't appreciate you guys enough for what you do. Well, thank you so much. Hope thank you enjoy you very the chaos much. because it is all over the place today. So yeah. it is glad a you could actually make episode. It. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for the kind words and for supporting us. We really appreciate it, and you picked a great episode to uh, to swoop in on. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Blazestar25 then with a $5 donation saying, uh, today's my birthday. Got Skyward Sword along with the themed Joy-Cons and Amiibo today. Excited to play for the first time and glad I can spend today with you. That is awesome. Congratulations. uh, My Amiibo and Joy-Cons are on the way. Well, I should say there's the Joy-Cons are Amy, the Amiibo is mine. Um, Well, kind of is too. Nice. But uh, we still got to pick up the game. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't have the game yet. I don't have the. I don't know if I'll get the amiibo. I might. Uh, I, I didn't even. I wasn't even going to try to get the Joy-Con. But before we started uh, the show, Steve was saying they're actually a little bit uh, more ubiquitous than I thought they would be. Maybe a little bit easier to find. So I might actually go out and try to find them. Yeah, I, I didn't have much trouble last night uh, locating some at Target. Um, however, I did find out like Amazon just has them on treasure trucks. So if you live in an area where the Amazon treasure truck is a thing, which Ash, you're in LA. I'm certain it's somewhere. <laughs> and if there's one right. near me, there's one almost certainly near you. Uh, then yeah. yeah, go. You know, if and you're interested in those Joy-Con, pick them up. They're they're on, honestly not nearly as hard to find. The Amiibo, on the other hand, woof. That is yeah. difficult well, to locate. I got that pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah, I I'm really upset that I didn't nab a pre-order. Um, fortunately, I, I'm I'm on the fence, so I don't want to call out the person that's helping me out in case it doesn't work out. But I had tweeted earlier. I was like, so (laughs) anybody got one of them (laughs) Zelda amiibos? And I I do have a friend who is trying to acquire one for me. So hopefully I'll find out later today if they were able to do that or not. But yeah, it's uh, I I haven't used it yet, but the game, (laughs) the game, I I played an hour on stream and I mean, it's, it's Skyward Sword. So if you like it, You'll like it a bit more. If you hated it, you're going to hate it a bit less. Like, I I really don't (laughs) think that it's going to, you know, it's not a mind-blowing revelation uh, change. I I don't think there's anything in there from from any of the previews that change it in the fundamental level in the same way that Wind Waker's Fast Sale did. Right. I agree Or shortening the, the Triforce quest. So. It's funny. I was talking to uh, to my you know good friend and, and good friend of the channel, Aaron Cooper, this morning about Skyward Sword HD, and we were both uh, kind of aligned on the fact that we're looking forward to replaying it because we we mainly it's, it's certainly neither of our favorite 3D Zelda games. It's you know kind of a little bit lower on the list for both of us, but there are things we like about it a lot, and we both agreed that we only really remember the really high points and the really low points. Everything in between is a bit muddled for us. We don't really remember all the connective tissue in the game as much. So I'm looking forward to kind of re-experiencing it for not the first time because I, I beat Skyward Sword, but just it feels almost like it'll be the first time again whenever I do get around to it because I really only remember the stuff I super loved about it and stuff I really hated about it. And everything else is a bit of a blur. Yeah. I will 
hold my opinions to myself because spoilers my recollection tomorrow is on skyward sword so i figured oh <laughs> nice 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 yeah i i uh am on record publicly as as loving skyward sword so i'm excited to play through it again but uh first hour yes. was good um I'm not going to stream it anymore, though. Uh, I'm going to try over the weekend to just finish the game because it's not a super, super long game. I'm going to try to. No, well, it's lengthier than you think. <laughs> it's, it, there's a lot of padding in that game. I have I have probably. Well, no, Skyward Sword I beat like three times, but I don't oh, know. Wow. OK, I what? could I, I think depending on I'm not going to kill myself to do it, but my goal is to have it out by a week from today uh, so that by okay. next Friday I can have a review out for it because. Zelda. I want, why not? <laughs> so right. anyway, uh, we do have, speaking of reviews or, or impressions in this case, uh, let's go ahead and get our first quote unquote story up on screen. So in the place of a usual story, I thought we could do something just a little bit different. Uh, so as y'all know, Mr. X Nightmare, the Streets of Rage 4 DLC pack released uh, yesterday, I believe. And uh, yes. fortunately, our good friends at uh, .emu and, and LizardCube were able to provide us each with re with review code for the DLC. Um, and and honestly, I, I think it's a little hard to make like a full blown produced video review of like just a DLC expansion. Uh, but I thought we could all talk about our impressions uh, with with the DLC since we've all had some time with it. I got it like last week on steam. Uh, you guys got it more recently than that. I think just yesterday on switch. Um, but let me throw it to you first, Derek. Cause I know you guys are way bigger streets of rage fans than I am. I like the game, but I think you guys love the game. Uh, so what's, yes. what's your take after a day with the uh, DLC? Well, my take was it actually is, very subtle branding. Like I expected like to boot up the game and see Mr. X nightmare, check this out and see everything out. And I had to actually ask you guys like, uh, did I download it right? Where is it? And it's just right. under survival mode. And you have that, that is the key new feature. Of this, you get three new characters and you get a survival mode, but this is a much better survival mode than pretty much any other game I've been in where usually it's just like the same stuff. No word. You know, it's just like, See how long you can last score attack almost. It's just sort of a challenge to see how, how far you can go. But this is so much more because it is set up as like they hooked up to Mr. X's brain and they were thinking of the most devious <laughs> things that he can come up with and all the craziest uh, you know, things that you could face. And it's random. You get random stages with random enemies and random power-ups between each one. So you're, it's almost like a um, roguelike because you're building up your character as you're going through and getting, like, choosing new abilities. Like, do you want to do, uh, I think I think one of them is like 20% more damage, 20% less damage taken, 20% uh, more health, but you can no longer jump. That's one of the more extreme ones. But there's also like... Right do more damage with this or add a poison or electric effect to your attacks, stuff like that. It's really changes up each time. And I was like, really just a survivor survival mode. I'm not sure about this. I don't know if I click. No, this thing's addictive. It yeah. is so or you can get what new powers you can find. And the great thing is, there's a reward to do it because you can unlock alternate attacks for every character. And so, now, all of a sudden, you're trying to build through, uh, fight through these, get these alternate attacks that can be used in other modes, by the way. And now, all of a sudden, you're getting a reward for going through this. And it's every character, even the old ones that you unlock. So it's pretty right. cool how you can just 
if you wanted just more gameplay with this, boom, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, like you, Derek, I was surprised by the lack of the Mr. X Nightmare branding. You almost wouldn't know that you have it installed unless you are specifically looking for survival mode on the main menu or you just notice the three new characters on the character select screen. But yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm not usually the biggest fan of survival modes in games. It's just not something I've ever really Same. gotten that addicted to. Um, and I'm not sure Mr. X Nightmare is going to be too different for me. I agree that there is an addictive quality to it, and there's it's a, a, there's a lot more to it than I thought there would be. Like all the different uh, perks you can get. Some of them, as you said, Derek, are double-edged swords. Like, you know, uh, one of the ones I think is uh, you can... Uh, Every la- every hit you land on an enemy heals you, but food no longer heals you at all, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there, there's really interesting stuff that that, that happens. It's to really switch the gameplay around and really make you think on your feet and consider different tactics and can really consider what different moves to use. And I think it really highlights just how subtly deep the the gameplay and the combat in Streets of Rage Four is, and that is absolutely its greatest strength. Um, I'm just not sure it's something that I see myself going back to specifically over or above and beyond just going back and playing the main game, right? Because I, I love playing the main game, period. I have replayed Streets of Rage 4 so many times. Uh, I'm already looking forward to doing it as the three new characters. I, characters. I took them all for a spin last night. And I'm sure I'll come back to the, you know, to, to Mr. X Nightmare, like the survival mode sometimes. But I don't know if I'll, if I'll come back to it more than I would just playing the main game itself. See, Though... Unlocking those alternate moves is, you know, is an attractive prospect. And I have already unlocked a few for Blaze, and they're they they're all new animations. Like they they completely change up what you can do in terms of like your blitz move and your defensive specials and your offensive specials. So there's a lot to dig into here, but I can see it getting maybe a little grindy, especially because there are four to five moves to unlock for every single character in the game, except for the Streets of Rage one characters, which only have one move each but i could see it taking a long time to get everything that said our good friend of the channel and our composer of our theme song t lopes did the soundtrack for mr x nightmare and it is songs yeah awesome i did my favorite one so far i'm looking at the track list right now and i think i haven't had a chance to like match each song with the name but i think the one i'm thinking of is spotlight somersault which plays in the wrestling ring arena Mm. of mr x nightmare and it reminds me of like a Yakuza battle theme, and it's awesome. So hats off to Mr. Lopes for delivering yet another fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, uh, I actually uh, talked to T a couple days ago uh, because he sent over a Bandcamp link to the soundtrack that he composed for Streets of Rage. And uh-huh. uh, we are we are working on getting him on the show soon. Yes. Uh, he's talking to, I didn't know this, apparently T has his own PR person. So he's uh, <laughs> he's working with his PR folks to determine uh, when would be a strategically wise uh, juncture at which to join us for, for uh, one of these episodes. So hopefully T will be on the show soon. Uh, he told me he definitely wants to do it. But uh, re- I got his, uh, real quick, going around, uh, we haven't talked too much about the new characters. Uh, I personally have not been able to peel myself off of uh, Shiva. Like, he is just like, what if Liu Kang wasn't a narc? Like, I I love Shiva. Um, He's got just ridiculous aerial moves. Like, I keep, I'm addicted to, like, popping people up in the air with Shiva and then following through with that full, like, five-hit mid-air combo that he can do. I love that. Yep. Yeah, I saw someone uh, the day that this came out... uh, 
already found like an infinite for Shiva where they would do that combo, then do, I think it's Hashin show, like his Y button uh, special where he like dashes and just, you get smacked a bunch of times. And then they would find a way to just infinitely that. juggle someone with that. It was so cool. I can, I can believe it. I yeah. Believe it's such it. a cool looking move too. I um, was, I was very surprised that, uh, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I couldn't get Shiva to pick up a weapon. He just like flips it he, up he and doesn't. kicks it. He doesn't. He doesn't. Thing. He never <laughs> uses his hands to hold things. Yeah. So it's all, you can only throw it at other opponents. That is so right. awesome. And one of the things he actually says when you select him on the character select screen is, I don't need a weapon. I am the weapon. Oh, that's which, right. You no, know, it's apt. Yeah. So that's just kind of the, and he never used weapons in the previous games either. So that's kind of like a thing with him. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I One thing uh, that I really liked about the survival mode, um, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle between you and you and uh, Derek in terms of my interest in it. I really like it. Um, I'm definitely interested in unlocking the moves. I've unlocked three of Shiva's moves so far. Um, but I do agree that the main draw for me is still just going back to the campaign and playing that. Like, I really, really right. love the campaign in this game. And I was mm. hopeful that Mr. X's Nightmare, or Mr. X Nightmare, I, I always want to call it Mr. X's Nightmare. It, yeah, me too. I don't know. There's something in my brain that can't process yeah, yeah. Mr. X Nightmare. But um, I agree, one, you know, with what both of you said, the branding is really hard to figure out. Like, especially with, uh, if you've never reviewed a game on Steam, they send you what's called like a beta code and you have to enter a password to get into it. And so you never really know if you got it. And when it's as not obvious as Streets of Rage 4, I was like, I must have done one of the 18 steps wrong and not got it. And I was like, I'll just go to survival mode and all the characters were there. I was like, all right, I guess I, I guess this is it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do really enjoy the, uh. I, I like what they've added. I think it's a worthy update. If if you still want to play more Streets of Rage and you have eight bucks burning a hole in your pocket, go for it. It's it's really, you know, I, I would say it's worth the very low asking price. Yeah, especially if you've played the main game to death and you just love it. You just want more of the new characters and just an endless mode. Because you guys always return to the campaign, but in the campaign is fantastic. But this offers new levels. These are they barely ever pulled from the main game, uh, as well as like uh, set levels that have like a, a um, they always go out the same, but it changes every two days, every forty eight hours. So right. there's they have a way to kind of keep things fresh. Uh, constantly and challenge yourself and go through that, which I do enjoy. There are um, two things I should mention, though, uh, that um, uh, one, the Switch version is still not working for people who did not get codes like us. Uh, they they really Something's going on with it. Yeah, it, I think it's apparently going to get approval from Nintendo, even if they do get it. So they're not even sure they're going to ha- it's going to happen until like next week, which sucks because I was hoping to play with uh, Ted um, of uh, Brain Scratch. Uh, and we've had him on the show before because he loves this game and it would have been great to have him on, but he can't play it. So he can't <laughs> to join us. Um, that is, that and, is very weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there. Some sort of glitch with uh, being able to p- download it and get it played. That said, I saw somebody asking if it's online. Yes, you can play the survival mode yep. online with somebody. So that is all there. Can see it a great way to play with friends and just have, you know, play this to death. Um, and I am uh, my biggest, my, my favorite character, and I knew it was going to be Estelle. Estelle is fantastic. I love her <laughs> moves. they just brutal ways. I feel like you can really combo that as her with her as well and just come up with some crazy things. Although 
I don't know if this is an actual thing or not uh, because I am I have not had a chance to play a ton. But what I have played, I've really enjoyed. Harry Waterhouse is saying uh, is asking if we have unlocked the secret character. Uh, there is indeed a secret character. I don't want to spoil who I it is. Heard about that? Okay, uh, Steve, if you could do me a favor and uh, type in in general who that. Uh, <laughs> I think I know who it that. is. I, and I, I really curious. hope I'm right about this because if yes, okay, okay. okay. I was hoping okay. it was this character. Okay, yes, We're okay, play all right. This. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't want to spoil it, especially since folks that have purchased the Switch version can't uh, can't even play it right now. Right. But right. yeah, it's it's an awesome, awesome special character. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like my one of the only things I'm disappointed by is that this character still isn't playable. And that was like the one character I wanted them to add. And it looks like they did. And I have no idea how to unlock them. So. All right. Well, it looks like I'm going to be figuring that out and playing a ton of whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, if it is survival no. mode. Yeah, now yeah. you're uh, influenced and whatnot. Uh, if, it's, it, if I have to play a bunch of survival mode to get this character, I'm doing it. Because, hell yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. it's funny, Derek. I really, really, really... I, I figured Estelle was going to be your favorite. And I was really hyped to play her. I, I really love her design. I, I love her as a boss. But I'm sad to say she just isn't jiving with my play style as much wow. as I was hoping she would. I don't dislike playing as her, but I, but I just... I, I felt like I was getting hit and and dying a lot more often as her, just because I I just can't for some reason wrap wrap my I guess my gameplay style around the way she plays. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, surprisingly, I won't say he is my favorite of the new characters, but as you guys know, I tend not to favor heavy power characters, and so I wasn't really all that excited about Max. But I did take him out for a spin uh, through some of the campaign levels, and not my favorite character still because he's like obviously really slow but man his damage output oh, power is ridiculous and i actually posted a clip a clip of that last night when i was playing of me just taking out most of the first boss's health with one combo yep. and it was just mm. wild but at the end of the day i do have to uh, come down on the on the side of shiva and uh, in terms of the my of the three Hell new yeah. characters shiva <laughs> is my favorite to play just because of those combos man those wild yep. ass combos and i love just the the was, visually i love the look of that dash move or you were saying steve where he dashes through and then there's just a bunch of hits happen it's so there, cool looking there was a moment where i was going through survival and i had electricity poison and i think even flame on that move oh nice yeah and it just i hit like one character and i think i also had like chain like a chain like you hit one character and it, it with some one of those elements and it chains through the rest and so i just covered half the map with those elements with that one move i'm like nice. i am a god <laughs> uh-huh. yeah nice it's also good it, but it, no, she does a lot of fun yeah oh yeah yeah it's an excellent dlc man i i recommend it very very highly if if you guys have Streets of Rage 4, I, I guess at this point on PC. <laughs> if you have it on PC, then go pick <laughs> right. it up there. Well, worth picking up on Switch if you if you have that version. It, it is. I Unfortunately, I didn't want to like ask for another code for Switch because I was like, oh, thanks for sending it to me on PC, but I, I enjoy playing this on Switch a lot more. But I'm, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm happy for it. I don't think it has cross-play, which is no, I don't unfortunate. So. But I mean, it's still only two-player mm-hmm. online, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's some yeah. things they could fix. At least three-player online. Come on, come on. Yeah, maybe yeah, that'll be. Right. In I know. Of Rage I really, 5. <laughs> I really hope they do that. And speaking of Streets of Rage Five, one of my, uh, you know, obviously nothing's. They're not confirming anything, but I do like that they said, you know, obviously the pay, the story for Mister X Nightmare is paper thin, but they're like, you know, following the events of of Streets of Rage Four and defeating the Y Twins. 
our heroes realized they needed to be fully prepared for for future threats future threats come on streets of rage 5 I <laughs> yeah I just, that's all i, I want imagine oh, yeah. it sold pretty well yeah i i hope yeah. so man I, anybody who has not played this game if you like beat-em-ups even a little bit please play streets of rage 4 it yes. is it, it is a distillation of, of everything that makes video games awesome it is just I'm, so much fun to pick up and play but there's also a lot of depth there if you really want to dig into the combat system oh, the yeah. visuals and the music uh-oh ash was so <laughs> oh, God, hyped he, broke, he just he, he just he broke. disappeared yeah what is it with discord and ash <laughs> yeah ash just uh, he, ash gets too hyped and that's it that's it for yeah he's but I, I mean, I agree with them. It's it's really good. I, I again, I came into this. I well, I saw a survival mode. I'm like, eh, but it's addictive in a way. It has an addictive it, quality, and it's just it's fun. It takes what you like and adds some real challenge to it. That if for something a little different, if you want to do something that if you played the uh, campaign mode to death already, so <laughs> right? Okay, we, I'm back now. I guess okay, that's good. Um, we need to we need to hurry up and finish this show so I can go try this new character. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm really excited. It's a nice. lockable character. All right, yeah, all right. So speaking speaking of finishing up, we're probably I think we've covered Streets of Rage 4's DLC pretty well. Oh, there there he is. Oh, we're good. Okay, we're good. I don't know what's going on. I think my internet's going in and knows what it is. Unfortunately, oh, lovely. Eduardo Tana said it's because yeah. you don't have a keyboard, which. Agreed. Yeah. Of but, clearly, that's the reason why. Yeah. yeah. No external keyboard means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So before before we move on, we do have a couple of super chats. Uh, Radberry with a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat says, "When will we see a GVG cross spawncast crossover podcast?" I, I use cross instead of X because I don't read it that way. Thanks, Street Fighter I mean, Cross is- Tekken. <laughs> um. Well, technically, I mean, we've had we've had Spawnwave on the show before. Um, I would love to, you know, hey, if if they want to cross over with us, I am more than glad to make that happen. I think that 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 would be a good time. I know that the Spawncast has tons of guests on it. So, hey, room for three more. I'm down. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the super chat. And also uh, a nerd's ramblings with twenty dollars with some great news for a Friday says happy to report stomach ulcer and infections are clearing up doing better. Question for Ash specifically. What do you think of the concept of a Mega Man in 3D? It being a mainly 2D series makes it hard for me to get into, to be honest. Well, and Ash Legends. is frozen. Ash, Ash is so deep in thought. Yeah. He really wants to. So I, I know it's for Ash specifically, but why we wait for Ash? I will tackle that. So I, I'm assuming when you say uh, Mega Man 3D, you're meaning classic Mega Man in 3D. And... I don't think that's an impossible thing. You'd have to, I, I think the slide would be very interesting. I, you just have to sort of think of it like a third person shooter almost. And I think that's where it would get interesting. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a game that uh, kind of third person shooter with a good bit of platforming. And actually, I just thought of one. You know, it would be kind of awesome. Hmm. A Mega, 3D Mega Man that played kind of like Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I could see that. Ratchet and Clank has really good gunplay, and mm. uh, it, it does incorporate like a lot of things that you expect to see in a Mega Man game. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down so, for that. I I mean, I was gonna go the snarky route and be like, "Well, Mega Man Legends is a thing," but you're totally right. right. Um, mm. yeah, Mega Man Mega Man Legends is probably what I think of most when I think of 3D Mega Man, just because I really love the formula. But I do agree that it is clunky 
<laughs> and uh, yeah. it, it hasn't aged to the greatest, but I feel like Ratchet two, and Clank... Two is better than one in, in terms of how, uh, the clunkiness. But True. I mean, it's, True. Still, it's still PS1 era, so... Yeah, I mean, but when I think of Mega Man, like, I think of a fast-moving character that has some agility because, you know, I mean, hell, there's only so much you can do with uh, NES-level capabilities, but, I mean, he was still dodging lasers and sliding under buzzsaws and all kinds of crazy stuff, and I feel like uh, at least Rift Apart has elements of that in play, and I, I, I think that if they were to, like, ape that formula a little bit, that it would turn out pretty good. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Hmm. I'd be down. Sorry, right, we'll, we'll hopefully get Ash's thoughts on that uh, whenever he returns yeah. to the Shadow Realm. But uh, we also got Pyro Jack Daniel with a $2 donation saying, Ash's own hype is breaking his internet. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's Ash, all right. He'll just, he'll break the internet for you. <laughs> oh, wow. I just realized now. Okay, let's do this. Let's... Uh... Oh, of course it plays the intro again. What kind of day are we having? All right, there you go. It's, Hi. It's one of those. We're here. Uh, I just wanted to get Ash's uh, remains off screen. <laughs> All right. Just brush those aside a bit. Exactly. Just just shoo them away. Anyway, uh, we do have... Oh, so Ash is in the, chat, in the chat. He says, I'm so sorry, everyone. Our internet died. Spectrum confirmed. So, yeah. Okay. Ash's well, hey. Ash's is dead. We it's will we will soldier on without our without At our. At least we got his impressions. Yes, Ash, that's right. If you could, could in the chat uh, talk about your ideal 3D Mega Man game. There you go. <laughs> uh, in reference, just at um, a nerd's ramblings and let them let them know. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, speaking of things that broke the internet today, Valve announced uh, a new Switch-like PC called the Steam Deck. And uh, not only did they announce it, but pre-orders have gone live since we last were here on TNT with y'all. And uh, this is an interesting device. So uh, pre-orders went about the way you'd imagine. Wow, they promised is... there wouldn't be issues, too. <laughs> they promised there wouldn't be issues. There were issues, because of mm. course there were. Um, they they uh, made a lot of promises they couldn't keep. And... Yeah, it was a nightmare. Pre-orders basically within seconds crashed. Uh, it was... I, I tried to pre-order one because I'm a dork and I'm going to. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm a mark for this kind of stuff. But uh, I couldn't get in for about two hours. Uh, Steam Oof. was just really, really, really bad. Um, but let's talk about the device itself. So... This thing apparently runs, uh, it has an AMD APU, um, which is like a Zen 2 architecture. Uh, it has 16 gigs of RAM, which if you put that in comparison, the Switch has four. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it comes configurable with uh, 64 gigs of storage at the lowest end, which matches the OLED Switch and goes all the way up to 512 gigs Um it has a twelve hundred by than a eight. PS5. <laughs> yep, it's it's way more expensive than a PS5. It has a twelve hundred by eight hundred <laughs> display. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it is essentially a switch. It has a dock. You can you can hook it up to a to a TV if you want. Uh, the controllers aren't detachable. I suspect that is because a lot of the PC components are housed within the controllers themselves. Uh, this thing is an ergonomic nightmare. It is yeah big. I... I hate it the is, look of it. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is about as big. They they do a good job in the schematics on their website, making it look really svelte and like slim and trendy. This thing is like a modern game gear. It is so effing huge. Uh, the A, B, X, Y buttons are kind of like falling off the side, off the right-hand side. The D-pad is way up in the upper left, and they got these track pads down beneath the analog sticks. It is an off-putting design. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, there's a market for this. It, it ships with uh, Valve's proprietary operating system, uh, which, all right, cool. Like, that's kind of neat, but... You can you can sideload Windows onto it, which means you could, in theory, have like Game Pass. Uh, you could have Android games on it once Windows Windows Eleven comes out, so you could play Ever Crisis on this thing. And of course, <laughs> it being open open source or whatever, you know, means that you could load it up with emulators. So, in theory, and some folks have already been saying this, you could play Breath of the Wild at sixty FPS on this thing. Which, True. I mean, for for six hundred something dollars. It better be able to play Breath of the Wild at 60 FPS. That's all of your, you know, existing Steam library. So that that yeah. that is the ideal, the the kind of. I think that's the thing that's almost most attractive to the the, the layman. Like I, I oh God, I gotta figure out how to load up emulators on this thing. But if you're just a t- typical person buying this thing, it's like, oh sweet, I can have my entire Steam library in handheld and good to go. Don't have to worry about laptops or anything like this. I could just get comfy and. Uh, go go from there and as azran says you know we could have a laptop as well but not everybody has a powerful laptop or anything like that there's there's things in here that make it a yeah. little more worthwhile um but that's the thing is like i think i think this will do well i think the idea is sound i'm not sure if this is going to eat into switches oh no um cake we'll put it that way not at all i mean so so to give you guys some clarification on the price and assassin uh man one eight one seven i'll get to you in just a sec because i'm going to explain the differences first uh so i did pre-order one of these i managed to i i don't know when the hell i'll get it uh but they it was like oh five dollars down uh so i was like you know what i'll i'll do it and if i'm still interested by the time they say they're going to ship it then i'll follow through but if not five dollars i don't you know uh so it starts off at 399 three that's 399 dollars so uh that that price point isn't too unattractive uh but it comes with 64 gigs of storage comes with a carrying case you know but then you have to have steam games right and uh the next step up is 256 gigs of internal storage and it's 529 dollars uh that starts to get into the iffy territory uh, you know, basically it says the storage is faster. Um, so the 399 uses eMMC internal storage, which as I understand it is basically equivalent to what's in the switch, right? Like little flash, like soldered onto the motherboard. Um, at the 529 model, you get an NVMe SSD. Uh, I suspect, and I don't have confirmation from this. I reached out to valve. I asked them, they didn't respond. Um, I suspect that this is like PCI Gen 3. So like a the type of NVMe SSD that you would find in a modern mid-grade laptop. And then at 649 for 512 gigabytes, they have a... Uh, this one has a faster NVMe SSD. Now my, my suspicion without confirmation is that that is similar to what is in the PlayStation 5, which is 
just a faster breed of storage. Uh, do I think games will be optimized for it? Absolutely not. <laughs> don't even don't even start thinking about that. This thing's not going to have ratchet and clank level load times. Um, <laughs> and and then for some reason they have premium anti glare etched glass just on the six hundred fifty dollar model. Then it comes with an Gosh. exclusive carrying case. So somehow the carrying case you get is different. And and then it comes with like a Steam uh well both of the, both the NVMe models come with a Steam community profile bundle which you really couldn't give that to the guys that spent 400 bucks on your thing. It's a profile thing. Like it's just a badge. Mm. Uh but and this is probably my favorite bullet point. The $650 model comes with an exclusive keyboard theme. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, you know, that's that's it. That said, that's the one I ordered. I'm ashamed of myself. Trust me. <laughs> I don't need your judgment. I'm judging myself. Uh, that being said, I really got it just for the 512 gigs of storage because PC games are effing huge. And yeah. I, I just don't know how you would live on 64 gigs unless you're only going to play indies, in which case you could probably get a device that, that is... A Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could get a Switch. I mean, I mean mini SD... Uh, yeah, there's they got that option at least, so you can get a pretty sizable one and expand your storage that way. True, you you can do that. Um, and and they do say Valve says that that internal storage is non upgradable, so you can't like open this thing and and slot in a bigger SSD if you want. Which, mm-hmm. all right, I mean, cool. We'll we'll see how this works out. But I agree with you, Derek. Uh, I don't think this is going to eat into the Switch's revenue at all. I think that this is going to be a very niche device that people like me will buy and it'll end right. up being like a footnote. I, 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 think, tr- well, I was okay. going to say, I want to, I want to, I've said a few times in the, in the chats uh, saying uh, how basically this doesn't strike him as a, a switch clone, which is of course what we use for the title uh, for this thing for when we were talking about this, this story. And it's not, but it's also kind of is, I mean, I, this Really, you can almost see it as an upgrade to the Vita in a way, in how that was treated. Because you could put the Vita on the TV as well. It's just how handheld games have kind of evolved at this point. The Switch is unique in the fact that it can more easily do that. Plus, it has the Joy-Cons you can do it. It has a few more options. That's the um, advantage to all this. I I mean, I'm just saying possibilities here. It's very much its own thing. But let's be honest, the first time anybody saw this, they thought Switch. It's designed very much like a Switch. Honestly, it looks like a Switch cross Game Gear. Uh, Yeah. It's it's kind of wild in that way. It it is definitely... Um, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's it's one of those things where I get it. I see the appeal of it. If I played PC games more often, I'd probably be much more intrigued. I mean, theoretically... You could play Final Fantasy fourteen off this thing. You could play uh, all the G- really cheap JRPGs uh, that you can have on sale all the time and get that working on this thing. There's a lot of p- potential uh, here, and I can see the appeal, but I think I'm going to wait on this one. I'm not going to dive head first. I want to see what people generally say about this thing before I dive in. Yeah, I, I totally get that approach. I mean, I look at this thing as something where I'm I'm definitely not going to run the software that they ship on it. I would put Windows on this thing in a heartbeat because <laughs> uh, similar to your line of thinking, I was like, oh, man, I could play PSO2 on this. 
I could, I could throw, which is a 90 gigabyte game, by the way. So I would have to get oh, yeah. an upgraded model. Um, but then I started thinking about Game Pass and I'm like, OK, I could have portable Master Chief collection or, you know, other other games like that. I could get all my Game Pass stuff, all my Steam stuff in, in on one portable machine. That's kind of cool. Um, and then, you know, the the fact that I could dock it. But I, I, I think that this owes its existence to the Switch. Ever since the Switch became successful, uh, Alienware has tried to make a Switch. <laughs> Lenovo has tried to make a Switch. Now Steam is making something that, yeah, while technically not a Switch, borrows quite a bit from it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that this would exist without Nintendo's success in this space. I think people are seeing that the Switch is a wildly successful product and thinking, how the hell can we copy that? This is uh, <laughs> Connect and and the PlayStation Move controllers all over again. When Nintendo had the Wii and it was selling like hotcakes, you know, everyone's like, "Oh God, motion control! We we've been working on this all along. We swear." <laughs> like, <laughs> I get it. Exactly. I, Put, pop it in. Yeah, exactly. I, I do like uh, Captain Lineback and uh, B, BJ Bovia in the chat saying, mentioning you can get the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters on this and probably look pretty good. Yeah. Except That's for the no, except for the font, gotta get those font font mods probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's also not something I'm like me like I gotta get. Obviously, yeah. it's different for you, but uh, I think I think that's gonna be the difference for me. I'm more into this as somebody who just loves techs mm. or tech, and that would really be that's really where my interest lies is just how moddable is this device what can we do with it how powerful is it in the long run uh and i'm willing to throw down some money to find that out but also we will see right because i will probably get this long after the people who got their pre-orders in at like a reasonable time frame got it so i'll probably have the benefit of like almost a year of people having this thing <laughs> and and i might just say you know what i I only have room for one 720p portable in my life, and Nintendo, you already got it. So we'll we'll see. But uh, you know, you know what is going to look utterly fantastic, whether you play it in 720p or any resolution. Metroid. <laughs> nice transition. Uh, real quick before we jump into Metroid, we do have Radberry's four dollar ninety nine cent oh. donation. My apologies, I see that. So, Radberry, $4.99, says, After seeing the Steam Deck, how will it come to Switch, in your opinion? I'm, I'm a little perplexed Switch. by the question. Um, so, I'm assuming, do you mean, like, how will it compare to Switch? Um, I think that Honestly, they are... they're two very different things. And let's be honest, people buy Nintendo consoles for Nintendo games. It's yeah, always gonna have that my... My big thing is that I think that they're competing for different market segments. I'm one of the rare folks that those intersect for me, but I think I am very much in the minority on that. Like, I think that uh, people that want to play Switch have probably already, if they can afford one, have bought one. And if you can't afford a Switch, there's zero way you can afford the Steam Deck. Um, but I think that... This is this is largely for an existing for the existing PC crowd that is kind of jealously looking on at the Switch wanting something similar uh. but they don't want Nintendo games, you know. And, and <laughs> all right, I mean, you're allowed to have your bad opinion, but uh, you know, I, I think that they they won't really be competitors. Uh no, I, no. I which is why I try to 
couch and, and qualify a lot of my statements around this thing. It is Switch-like, but it's definitely not a competitor to it. I think those are just very different audiences that, that they're angling this toward, or else this thing would not be 600 bucks. Um, yeah. yeah, but thank you for the uh, donation. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. it. Uh, Pyro Jack Daniel followed that up with a $5 super chat saying, now that I think about it, this could be great for Japanese consumers since they're mostly mobile and Sega is wanting to make their games be on Steam. Uh, I do yeah. think there's something there. I think, though, that uh, there are considerations. That, like, this is a big boy, and I... Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys need to see one. I, I mean, I haven't seen one, but I've seen comparisons. Like, it is the width of two PS Vitas side by side. That's big. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. The width, the width, like it's that thick or long, long. Sorry. The like two Vitas. Like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so Hold it's on. a long you boy. Like you got your hands out like this. So just for comparison, my dusty old Vita, that's how long this thing is. <laughs> yeah. So Double two of these. That is that's, that, that's a big boy. That is a big honking boy. And oh yeah. wow, Frank Franco Beltran with additional information about this in the chat. Steam Deck will not be launching in Japan. Oh wow. So there you go. Yeah. One and a half on the Switch. That's give a size comparison on that thing. That is that is huge. Uh, so oh wow, nearly twice the weight of a Switch plus Joy Cons. Yep, that thing is not. It's portable, but it's also not portable. Yep, exactly. I think this is more something that you have a dock in a room that is away from your normal PC, and you plop this down if you want to play elsewhere. But it's I can't imagine throwing a throwing a Steam Deck in my bag. Um. Unless I was just hopelessly addicted to a PC game, but I, I don't know. Thanks anyway for the yeah. super chat. We appreciate yeah, it. Uh, every little bit of support helps. Now, let's get back to the uh, lady of the hour, as it were. <laughs> uh, so Nintendo have published uh, Metroid Dread Report Volume 3. This one touches on seven points that define the 2D saga of Metroid, as they're calling it. And uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I feel like this one was a bit of a gimme. <laughs> uh, I mean, number one is yeah. Samus, and yeah, she definitely defines. I, I wouldn't say she defines only the 2D era <laughs> of uh, Metroid. <laughs> and then uh, two is the Metroids. Uh, they follow that up with three being 35 years of history, just outlining every game. Uh, and then they go to exploration, followed up by arsenal and abilities the Chozo, and then finally the X-Parasite. It, it's clear to me, uh, but I want to get your take as our resident Metroid expert, Derek, but it seems to me like they're just trying to get a fan base that might be coming in hot to the Metroid series up to speed is, with what's going on. That is absolutely what this is. This, I mean, the whole idea is they're saying like, okay, here's where we're going to we're going to give you a breakdown of how the, uh, everything you need to know when you start up the game. Uh, you can almost see these pulled from cutscenes, almost uh, a lot of the screenshots they have here. And I, we're going to definitely get a breakdown on everything that happened up to this point. Fortunately, there's not a lot to say uh, up till fusion. It's like uh, mother brains kidnapping Met- Metroids in the original stop her. Uh, wipe out, wipe out all the Metroids do that. 
Uh, Mother Brain's back in the third game and has stolen the one lone Metroid that survived that you saved at the end of Metroid 2. Uh, Stopper. Metroid Fusion. <laughs> X-Parasites do bad things and uh, all of a sudden things are not looking too great. Easily can get this <laughs> summarized in uh, that amount of time. Um, but that's that's the cool thing. I think that's it's a good idea to really break down people, break down all this. I mean, the first thing they say in the transmission from the dev team on Samus is many people know Samus from the super smash brothers series. And by the way, zero suit Samus, uh, is, uh, just Samus with her outer power suit. That's like, they are breaking this down as much as possible so that people will not be confused and know what's going on. Like that, like, so they won't look at Samus and be like, okay, but where's zero suit Samus? Who's she, where's she come from? Like they are really making sure that everybody knows, what this is all about yeah and it makes sense i i feel like nintendo has to know that the reception to dread was really big but probably not entirely from within the metroid fan base oh and, absolutely and not that is that is a good it's thing good. yeah i mean that is that kind of you know gives samus a new lease on life as it were i am deeply excited for this and, and yeah it's very obvious that nintendo want to drum up sales for metroid dread I think they have that part pretty well covered at this point. I, I feel like they're definitely going to get the sales. I feel like it's more about bringing people further into the universe at this point, like letting people in because uh, Nintendo themselves have not done the best job of giving Metroid the attention it deserves. Uh, this is a series that has been criminally uh, undervalued by Nintendo in the past. And I think they've started to realize that there are a lot of people out there that want this this series to continue. And, I mean, specifically, people don't want it to just be the Prime games. I mean, I know personally, as someone who came up playing the original 2D Metroid games, I like the Prime games. But they're like, I, I feel like the 2D Metroids for me personally are in a just totally different class. I feel like Prime is good. But the 2D series for me is just infinitely more memorable. It's, I, I don't yeah, know. Are you more of a... Well, th- I would say 2D. I love Prime, but let's be honest. The original Prime is basically one everybody remembers. There's good things about both Prime 2 and Prime 3. And there's reason to be excited for Prime 4. Absolutely. But as far as, far as memorable moments, I always think of the 2D Metroids, one, 2D Metroids first. Um, but that said, prime is quite, is quite good. I, I, I like both of what they add to it. Um, you can invest yourself more into the world with the 3d Metroid games. And I think that's, that's a key. I think that's a key thing. It's more of a, what you want to get out of it. If you want good 2d action, you go 2d Metroids. You want more of a, I won't even say that, you know, the action in three in Prime is fine, but you're definitely more of an explorer, exploratory about that. It's that's that's definitely a, a really good take on that because I agree with that. I feel like uh, the Prime games shine best when when you're exploring the environment and not so much when you're actually actively fighting. Whereas the 2D games, yeah. uh, the action is much more uh, intense for me personally in the 2D games. Uh, whereas the ex- exploration is, feels more like a puzzle to be solved in, in the 2D series for me. 
there's there's something memorable about getting picked up by uh, Ridley and just having to pump his chest full of uh, yeah <laughs> get loose like it's it, you can feel that it, it's two D and you're not in the helmet or anything like that but you feel the desperation and the combat does improve as uh, time goes on with the Prime series I they probably could come out with something really good for uh, for Prime Four um, but there's a reason they labeled this as first person adventure not first person shooter oh yeah <laughs> so, absolutely. There is that aspect. I, um, I cannot wait to see what they do with Prime 4. I, I feel like yeah. we've got to see that hope, hopefully next year. Hopefully. But... Hopefully. Hopefully. This is a good distraction for people. <laughs> distraction. Even like the next, you know, Metroid 5 is a distraction. Not really. But, you know, I, I think this can only help Prime 4, especially if this is doing this well. Oh, yeah. 100%. All right. Before we move on, though. God, I really want Prime 4 now, too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> before we move on, we do have, uh, I think, uh, a couple of Super Chat. One more Super Chat to read uh, from Miggy Saito with a 50 Philippine Peso donation. Says, I don't know anything about Metroid. Well, then, honestly, this uh, this Metroid uh, Dread Report Volume 3 is probably a really good place to start. Uh, it has the most basic information about uh samus the metroids you know like derek said it, it explains who samus is and where you might know her from um also just as just as an aside one of the the final transmission from the dev team uh or i'm sorry that in the uh preview for the next episode as as i'll call it <laughs> the next report uh they say that they'll unravel the story of the series so far so they're they're basically going to go through a retrospective of sorts on Metroid to get folks like you that, that aren't aware of what the series is or what it's about up to speed. Uh, and that way, if you're interested in dread, you don't have to play through all those other games to, to get ready for it. I think that's yeah, a great, I, a, a great way to invite folks in between this and probably the story summary that they have at the beginning of this, of dread. I don't think if you can't play the previous ones, don't worry about it. You can jump right into this. And that's, that's the, key thing here and i i think i think that's good i think that's uh definitely a good thing it's it's very telling i've, I've always seen people talk about other m they never bring up other m even though it's <laughs> it's part of the 2d metroid series technic on the very technical basis and that's because two uh, that's because other m adds nothing of value <laughs> it's a good it's the game plays fine story adds nothing of value <laughs> I remember playing a little bit of Other M at a friend's house before it came out, and I just decided not to buy it. I was like, I had a pre-order. I had it paid, and I was just like, mm -mm. I, <laughs> I, I had um, Gamefly at the time, so I got it through that, played, beat it. I was like, I'm good. And then I picked it up later for my own collection when I saw it at a uh, dollar store for like three bucks. I'm like, sure. Yeah, may Why as well. <laughs> yeah, three bucks. That's not bad. Mm. All right. I don't have a good segue for this one. I was thinking about something about cottage industries and streaming and all this stuff, but you know what would be less complicated? Just putting the story on the screen. So, who wants to be the Netflix of games? Well, apparently Netflix. So, uh, this comes from Bloomberg. Uh, Netflix plans to offer ga video games in a push beyond films and TV. Uh, we've We've heard a little bit about netflix has dabbled with gaming before uh so it's mm -hmm. not like a huge surprise that they would want to go further in. they've developed games uh for some of their successful shows like the uh 
Oh God, Stranger Things. Stranger was, Things game. I was yeah. thinking the Outer Limits for some reason. Uh, Stranger Things had a video game on the Switch. Uh, Dark Crystal had a game, or what was? Yeah, Dark Crystal had a game that just, eh. Uh, yeah. But Netflix was involved in the development of that game. Um, and the report from Bloomberg indicates that not only are they looking to add games, but they're looking to do it within the next year. Uh, so this is moving forward pretty quickly. They hired uh, some previous executives uh, from both Facebook and EA to help this effort. And uh, it, they've got job listings up publicly now that indicate that they want folks to work on a game streaming uh, platform, both on the development side as well as the actual technological delivery. I got to say... Uh, I don't have any faith in this. No, 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 nothing, I, none whatsoever. Yeah, as an avid user of Netflix, that shit buffers, man. It, <laughs> and it buffers frequently enough that I would not want to be playing a game on it. Um, This is just, I, I don't know what the thought process, I, well, I know what the thought process is. Netflix is bleeding exclusives as the world explodes into a plethora of different mm -hmm. TV streaming services, and they're trying to diversify. I get that part. But I feel like streaming video games is probably a lot more complicated and demanding than streaming movies, which Netflix isn't the best at. <laughs> they're, they're good, but, yeah. I mean, I don't want... You know, if I'm playing... Let's just say Smash Brothers, which will never happen, obviously. But if I'm playing a game like Smash, I do not want my my quality to drop. I don't want my stream to buffer. I don't want my inputs not to get read. And I mean, I, I think that some of the biggest tech companies in the world are struggling to get this right. And Netflix is not a name that I would throw in with them. Yeah, it's... It could be fine. I mean, theoretically, you like have to offer a controller, but not really because I mean, I play off my have Netflix on my PS4. Uh, that's what yep. I use that for now. Is like pop it downstairs, have a P on PS4, and good to go. Uh, so just use the controller for that would make sense. So I just don't see it offering anything I need or want. I just yeah. The the big thing for I mean, me is. I guess people are throwing their games on Stadia, so why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, game streaming is is something that I feel like companies are trying to make happen, but there isn't a ton of consumer demand for it. Um, I wonder if we're going to end up seeing, basically... Uh, so, the one thing I'll say is that Netflix does have the the distribution model in place to potentially make this successful because Netflix is everywhere already. They're on every console, right? They have an app on every console. They have an app on most smart TVs. If you don't have a smart TV, you probably have a set-top box that can access Netflix. I, I would nearly guarantee every single person watching us right now is either already watching us on a device that also has access to Netflix or owns a device that has access to Netflix. And yeah. if they're able to somehow just get these get these other folks to play nice with them and say, hey, let us update our existing app so that it also streams games, that could be... Uh, it, it would instantly become the most ubiquitous game streaming platform on Earth. Right. Um. 
but it'd have to work well. And right. the other thing is, what would you, what would you, the average person, uh, use? Would they go ahead and just use? I mean, I play with my PlayStation Four. Do I just go ahead and pop in the game that I want to play? Or do I use Netflix for it and it could buffer and all that stuff? I don't know. I mean, I almost feel like it has to have its own kind of exclusive in order to make that work. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, it is a weird prospect. Real quick, uh, Mega Batman 487 it's germane to our conversation with a $5 Super Chat, says, Steve, they don't have Netflix on the Switch. Which, that yeah, a good point. That's true. And it, it brings up an excellent talking point. And that talking point is that a lot of these folks do not want, you know, if the rumors are true, Nintendo doesn't want xCloud near the Switch because they don't want people going into Microsoft's ecosystem for games. And I would imagine that that's not an uncommon belief among tech executives and decision makers. Like, hey, we want to keep people in our ecosystem paying us for games. You know, we we don't want people having a streaming subscription model where they can use our hardware, but go out and get games. They didn't, that we didn't get a cut of the revenue for, uh, that, that could present an issue, but you're, you're right, Derek. I wonder fundamentally, and it may just become a generational difference. You know, we grew up with controllers, uh, and, and dedicated hardware that, you know, we kind of have this model in our minds of how we play games, but our kids, are they going to care? You know, are they or are they going to grow up in in a stadia like future? It's God, I hope not. No stadia like future for me, please. Oh, He's back. <laughs> yeah, my internet's back. It's back online. I didn't want to uh, go on camera yet, though, just to give you a, a second, Steve, to change the layout if you needed to. Yeah, give me give me just a moment, man. I'm glad to have <laughs> you back. All right. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Let me let me get this uh, sorted out real quick. What an episode it's been, folks. All right, Ash. <laughs> right? Go, uh-huh. go on camera right now, yes. All right. Hey, we did it with hey, minimal horror. All right. Nice. <laughs> well, you, you came right. just in time. We, we were talking about All your right. favorite thing, game streaming. Um, but uh-huh. we have really? one final story, and I knew you'd want to be here for this. I you knew that you'd want to want to be here. And actually, oh, you know what's a course. good segue? Our donation from Jacob yep. Mazza. <laughs> yeah, so Jacob Mazza writes, Illuminations, Minions, Cross, Minecraft, DLC, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's talk yep. about that. Hi. So today, Satan announced that My- Minecraft <laughs> would be getting Minions DLC because apparently if you speak ill of something enough, it just gets willed into existence. So now uh, we have to watch this trailer. Which uh, includes, I don't know, some <laughs> crabs. It's telling you to grab your tools, but I mean, we all know who the tools in this trailer are. They're yellow, well, right? I, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Nintendo's okay with us playing this trailer. Yeah, <laughs> there's no audio. This will be fine. Uh, so, so we've never gotten in trouble for one of these where we just play like a trailer, but we strip out the audio. Um, but yeah, there's just minions. Like, why? I mean, I mean, yeah, I see Minecraft. I see minions. I've noticed something between Sonic and minions now. Um, They've kind of gotten away from just like taking the crafting and uh, popping it over Minecraft. Now they seem to be just like, here, have a mini adventure featuring these things. Almost like Lego. Yeah. uh, The Lego dimensions. It's odd. I appreciate the giant enemy crab. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I love. uh, 
Rob Arman X in our patron chat says, Illumination watched TNT and said, fuck this Steve Bowling guy. Get Phil Spencer on the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Definitely yeah. cranked this out in like four days. They're like, listen, we've got to move at a speed that brands <laughs> normally can't to, to anger Steve Bowling yeah. from, mm-hmm. the, from a minuscule YouTube channel, which, I mean, to be fair, I've maybe <laughs> maybe Ho- right. hopefully i haven't angered phil spencer and illumination enough i mean can you kill so my question about this is can you kill minions in this you can kill most things in minecraft i feel like there is a way that i could, could turn a negative into a positive if you will if i could maybe uh-huh. build a house and trap minions in the house and then maybe ignite the house that would be <laughs> A great use of Minecraft, really. I mean, maybe. Right. Just I, would, maybe. I would get you to play it. Yeah, maybe we could create, like, a maze. And at the end, there's just a man with a gun. <laughs> and he handles uh-huh. the minions. I don't know. I feel like there is some good that could come of this. I just, I just don't know exactly how much good. Like, can you make buzz saws in Minecraft? Can you... Can you make acid? Can you like throw acid in a minion's eyes? <laughs> Could you just subject them eyes. to like waterboarding? I I don't know. Can't even talking about eyes. just throwing acid on minions, but in their eyes, man. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the focal point of their horrorish des- horrorish design, not horrorish. <laughs> Horror oh, as there's perfect mispronunciation. <laughs> that They're was amazing. Whore. These horrorish minions. <laughs> oh, too good. All I oh, all I know uh, is that there there are some parameters that I could set up that would that would potentially get me to play this. So but right. basically, what you wanted the minions and Sims, so you can do that whole thing. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I can't be the only one that tortured his Sims, right? Oh no, everybody did. Yeah, like everybody. my I remember I made my brother in the Sims three. Yeah, Sims three, and I demolished his house. And then I just put, like, a staircase going underground, and that was where he lived. There were no windows, there was nothing, and then I just filled it with urns so that anybody that walked into his house would just be inconsolable and cry the whole time until they starved, and then they, in turn, became an urn. Oh, my God. I've never really played with this much. This is really dark. I I would like to think I wouldn't torture my Sims, but I can't say for sure. Only because I've never really played Sims. I, I didn't play it either, but I had a friend who showed me like, "Hey, ch- check this out!" And turn on God mode, uh, made a house, made a house, put all kinds of flammable things in, and let the Sims burn to death. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. make, let's make a pool and have Jeez. no exit so they can't climb out. So that is a classic. That is a classic yeah. Sims torture move. My favorite was that <laughs> I would put my I would put the Sim that I wanted to die in a room with several broken televisions and several uh, gerbils because. They would either go to the gerbil and eventually get sick from interacting with it, or they'd try to repair the TV and electrocute themselves. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. I, I probably shouldn't I... be allowed to play The Sims. <laughs> probably not. Soulcaster asks if I played SimCity. Yes, that I have played, but I have not played The Sims. Uh, I, I would like to hope that I wouldn't be tortuous, though. I, I, I don't... Maybe, though? Maybe that's just what you do. Maybe you mm. play The Sims and you just inevitably fall down a rabbit hole of, of devising new ways to, to torture yourself. I think it's sense. like people making roller coaster, coaster kind tycoon and having de- death trap uh, roller coasters. Like, you, you're making normal ones and you're like, you know, I wonder what happened. If I, how far can I launch these cars and kill these people? 
Let's find out. <laughs> Guess I sure I will I will take your word for it that that's what one does when you play, in those games. I, I it just sounds so dark and violent. Um, it is. But uh, I have to call out something uh, Bolt Mouse X said in our YouTube chat because I had made the uh, the comment before that sim or sorry that minions are just budget serve bots. And Bolt Mouse X says, I can imagine a fan art of, of the GVG gang as serve bots. And I'm only saying that because when we tend to call out these things, these things that, tend to happen. Hell yeah. And that I want to see that. To be I want to see bot. that. That is yeah, a thing I that we should bot. will into existence. Yes. GVG yes, serve bots. That's a good thing to have happen. When we were talking about GVG as minions, that happened also. And it was a very dark day. <laughs> but uh, I think we, we need GVG serve bots to, to wash, that, uh, wash that away. Yeah, oh exactly. Gosh. Exactly. Um, Also, I I wasn't here for this, but uh, but uh, Netflix should not get into games. I don't want (laughs) Netflix. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm not into that. No, uh, uh, don't don't want it. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I missed that, but I just wanted to say that. Wow, you know what, Skull Kid Tiger? Real quick, I just have to mention this. Skull Kid Tiger says Serbot GVG with Danimals, and I just realized Bongo. And our good friend Bongo Lover have not appeared in this episode. Uh, yeah, I hope you're okay true. wherever you are. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew something was off today. <laughs> Clear, <laughs> clearly, the power no, of Bongo Lover has, uh, has present, um, prevented us from having a successful episode. <laughs> right. Um, Bolt Mouse X also says, Miss Tron. I just really wanted to do a Serbot voice. That's, nice. that's all. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um. Real quick, it's not as part of the news stories, but I did want to bring special mention to it because it makes me very happy. Oh, right. Um, Ratchet and Clank um, Rift Apart topped the June LED yeah. sales. Nice. Hell well yeah. deserved. Was, thank yes, it goodness. Is. And even Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet um, Nexus the, slaps. It is so good. I, That's if what you, you said. If you yeah. haven't played it, you have to play I haven't finished it. I haven't had time. But God damn, is it so so good like if you like 1000% weeb anime shit Scarlet Nexus is it like takes all all of that and turns it up to 11 it is ridiculous from the start it is it's so cool because I nice like a high def astral chain like I I really love this game and you said uh, Steve I think when I mentioned it earlier you said that even if I kind of bounced off the demo you think I might still like checking out the full game yeah, the demo didn't do a lot for me either, but then I played the okay. game and I was just like, oh, this story is so wild. Like, I have to see where it goes. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah. Really happy about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, though. That's awesome. Oh. It is so deserved. That's just fantastic. I just, you, um, you sequel teased me, at the, you gave me some hope for a sequel at the end. <laughs> I need I need it. I need it. Give it to Give me. Give me a full-length Rivet game. I, I want a full-length Rivet game. I'd be so down for that. Um. Really quick, I, I know my internet died during my answer to a nerd's rambling super chat. Did that ever go through, or should I revisit that? You did not say a word, so we have no idea what oh. your, thought, your like your idea of uh, 3D Mega Man is. Okay, yeah. So to remind everyone, uh, a nerd's ramblings did donate $20. Thank you so much. Saying, happy to, to report stomach ulcer and infections are clearing up, doing better. That's awesome, a nerd's ramblings. Happy to hear that. Uh, question for Ash specifically. What do you think of the concept of a Mega Man in 3D? It being a mainly 2D series makes it hard for me to get into, to be honest. Well, I've got good news for you because Mega Man has already been in 3D and it's already been awesome. And that's Mega Man Legends. You should yeah, go play it I right now. I called this like from space. 
Yeah. Yeah, I figured. See, I figured. See, I, I actually took a, like, obviously I think the question is, how do you take uh, classic Mega Man and turn him into 3D? What would you do there? Oh, if that's, my, if that's the question. I gave my idea, but I'm, uh, I'll tell you mine after you give me yours. Oh, I man. Said it. Um, I mean, I've certainly, we've, we've had that attempt to happen with Mega Man X7 and X8. Uh, X7 is a terrible game. It was horrible having X in 3D. And then the worst parts of X8 are the 3D stages. So the track record isn't great, but that's not to say that I don't think it can happen. Um, but I'm not sure if I have an, a, of a good, a, like a strong idea for how that could happen. Um, See, I, perhaps I maybe an on-rails shooter type thing, maybe? maybe, or, maybe. Uh, what's See, your my, idea, Derek? My idea was make it play like Ratchet and Clank. I was trying to think of a 3D platformer with a lot of oh, gunplay well, and boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they can if they can pull that off, I do think a platformer, a 3D platformer shooter, like a Mega Man 3D platformer shooter could happen. I just think that I, my, my faith in that, in that you know, and the ability for Capcom to make that happen is a bit low just because every time they've tried before, it has just been a big wet fart. But, hey, if they want to give it a go, I'm down with the idea of classic Mega Man in 3D if they can do it right. But yeah. still, go play Mega Man Legends and her Ramblings. Trust me, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Said there's not a Legends 3. Yeah, and then be yeah, and then join the oh. rest of us who are heartbroken that there will probably never be a Legends. That that hurts. <laughs> we didn't need to bring oh, that God. up on a Friday. You oh. Narukami burn my dread. Speaking of things we don't need to bring up on a Friday, you Narukami burn my dread says Mega Man other M. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh no. I'm no. I'm just imagining that son. classic takedown that Samus does against Gut. Instead, it's Mega Man doing against Guts Man, where he like grabs across the face, brings him down to the ground, shoots him in the face, and knock him out. Oh God, that that would be really dark to see Me- Mega Man do that. Like that, would be really. <laughs> yeah. I can maybe see be... X doing that, but but and even that, I feel like X was that'd be a little too. No, that'd be that well. definitely unless he's pissed zero, off. That'd be from yeah. the Zero series. Let's be honest. Zero would, yeah, that's definitely True. more of a Zero series thing. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap up and head over to the post show, uh, Skull Kid Tiger with a two dollars super chat says, "If two games could have a crossover." Uh, or Switch games like Crash and Spyro on GBA, but actually good, which two <laughs> would you choose? Me, Sonic and Mega Man Swap. Um, I, I would go with the with the classic answer on that, which would just be Sonic and Mario Swap. I would love to see Mario and Sonic's world mm-hmm. and vice versa to see how they would deal with each other's challenges. But more than anything, I actually just want them in a game together. God, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Hmm, I'm trying to... That's a really... That's a good question. I'm trying to think of something. <sighs> they switch places. I mean... Thinking how they kind of... Interesting ways they would work together. I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, hmm. Hmm. That's really, that's really good. I wouldn't mind... You know, I, I'm going to say, like... I want to see... a Like, let's say... Let's say Kirby. I, I got. I got a weird one. Kirby and Final Fantasy, classic Final Fantasy. I want to see a turn-based Kirby JRPG, but I also want to see a hyper cute, wacky Final Fantasy platformer. I want to nice. see if that's even possible. I want to see if that can that can be done. Both of those can be done in in a way that would be satisfactory. Mostly because I really would like to see a Kirby JRPG. I think that would be a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go weird and, I, and I say like Kirby how, and Final Fantasy swap places. How you basically pitch the opposite of Final Fantasy Origins? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, FF Origins that is not at all what I want from a Final Fantasy. <laughs> Ugh, no, 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 no. 
um, by the way, how did the interesting characters crossing over? Like, it's hard, right? Like, where they're similar but also different. That's that's kind of where I'm trying to go from here because that's where I kind of see Sonic and Mega Man because we have that worlds uh, collide comic, and that's fantastic, right? Which is cool, yeah. But as far as anything else, I'm not sure. Um, like I was trying to think of an interesting crossover for, for Persona <laughs> uh, specifically, but I, I don't really have one. I love Vedron Hotik's uh, suggestion, Metroid and Alien. I'm I'm like pretty sure yeah. that the Space Marines from Alien would just be completely screwed, and the aliens yeah. from Alien would also be completely screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, uh, we were hunting this lady in like a cargo shipping thing, and. Uh, she's been replaced by a badass in full body armor with a gun hand. <laughs> like, I, I would actually feel bad for the alien. I'd be like, "You are fucked. Like, you should just." Yeah. Uh-huh. I hope you're smart enough Ooh. to run. One one two with an interesting idea in uh, in our patron chat: Chrono Trigger and Mega Man. So we have a we have a platformer starring Chrono Trigger characters and a time traveling RPG in the Mega Man universe. You know what? Especially the latter, given all the different timelines in play in Mega Man, that could be pretty sick. Yeah. Not going to lie. That could be yeah. pretty damn cool. All right. Well, we have probably spent enough time on this. Yeah. This would be the yes. part of the show where if it weren't like the weirdest episode we've ever had because of technical difficulties and all kinds of other stuff and biological fathers appearing at the top of the show, you know, just weird stuff. Normal, normal things for a Friday. <laughs> um, yeah. This would be where we'd ask our guest who isn't here where we can find him. I bet you can find me, Ash, and Derek right here at GVG most of the time. <laughs> but Derek, I'm going to throw it to you because there is another place where folks can find you. Why don't you remind our lovely audience where you are sometimes? Besides oh my home. gosh. Uh, <laughs> most times. That's most times. Uh, I guess, yeah, I do, do my own personal uh, streams over on Twitch, uh, which is just uh, twitch.tv slash games, where I've been playing through three different games. I play um, Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. Saturdays I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Sundays I'm playing um, nice. Dragon Quest Eight, which is usually also... Uh, uh, a viewer requests because they have a, a reward for channel points and Tuesdays I'm working my way through the Ratchet and Clank series though I'm going to be taking a small break from that once I finish a crack in time in order to play Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon uh, just to keep things moving uh, and I have all my VODs going up for those uh, videos as well as ones that I previously did as part of GX uh, on my on my personal channel which is at BitNerd Games as well on YouTube and uh, just started uploading Pokemon Platinum's Nuzlocke there which is really interesting because I actually had face cam when I did that one and boy do I look different <laughs> that's, that's, that's the uh, the good influence of Amy <laughs> nice. <laughs> because nice. Ooh, <laughs> I was, uh, feeling uh, I was little, little looking a little pudgier Definitely looking a little pudgier, so having that. Uh, just, unprofessional just more Lewis. to love, Derek. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> unprofessional Lewis in the YouTube chat saying, play Yakuza. Once I beat Horizon Zero Dawn, that's actually Yakuza Zero is my next one. Nice. Nice. So, nice. All right. So before um, we... I guess... Oh, sorry, Steve, okay. really quick. I guess this is probably a good time to also hype up the fact that due to popular request in our Discord channel, our very own uh, awesome GVG community member, 112, is going to be our guest for episode... One one two next uh, next week, so that'll be on Mega Wednesday. So look forward to that. Nice, and yeah. Hopefully, Capcom, are you listening? Announce something Mega Man related, please. Let us talk about Mega Man when one one two is on, please. So 
but yeah, that's going to happen due to popular request. We're really looking forward to having Neon One One Two, and that's it. I know we got to go. I just wanted nice. to hype that up really quick. All right, before we leave, I saved one for last. I had I had to skip this super chat. I want to end the week with good vibes. So, super chat for five dollars from Canadian five dollars from Dano. The artist says. We now need to draw Minecraft Steve, in air quotes, by the way. He's talking about me. Burning a house full of Minecraft minions. So, you know, do with that what you will. Maybe, you know, if you're up at night (laughs) thinking about what a minion smells like when it's burning alive, draw it. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we could not do this show without the support of each and every one of you. Seriously, guys, some some days it is hard to continue. But when you look at that patron list and, and just the amazing folks that we have in our community... It all is worth it. Uh, with that in mind, of course, we have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier and above. This show really, like, literally could not happen without you guys. Uh, your support means the yes. world to us. It literally keeps the lights on and keeps things running behind the scenes here at GVG. But as you know, as always, we have to give an extra special thank you to our folks at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Idiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Aiko Carroll, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Pagrema, Ken Rule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Showmix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, oddly appropriate right now, Eddie B, <laughs> Kyed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deneth, Coda, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, our episode sponsor, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom, Hi Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Skullkid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior29, Darik, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the voice actor, Hulkamaniac55, Chibi J, our good friend and unfortunate absence, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, and finally, Cameron Sharp. Woo! Remember, Woo! you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where for as little as $5 a month, you can join us in our post show, which is where the three of us are headed right after this. Or if you if you don't want to support us or you aren't able to, just leaving a like, subscribing to the channel here on YouTube, or just listening to us on any of the major podcast services around the globe means the world to us. Anything you do to support us, we appreciate and love you for so, so much. With that in mind, that's episode 110 in the bag, folks. A really weird one. But uh, just wait. 
It'll get weirder in the post show. We'll see you there. But until next time, guys, good night and good vibes. Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody. That's so good. 